for any injury or strain. He rested his hand on the horse's warm chest. Tell the grooms to cool him down before feeding and watering him. Ethan gave Destrian an affectionate pat. Then he needs a good rubdown. I want him ready at first light. Yes, my lord. The grand foyer of Grayson Park was shadowed and draughty, and the flickering candles added a touch of the ethereal but Ethan could just make out the solid form of his stodgy valet, Pocklington, standing ready at the foot of the stairs. The elderly valet appeared as immobile as the marble statue on the table beside him. It was the end of a long day, but Pocklington, ever the gentleman's gentleman, stood polished and poised, not a wrinkle in his clothes, nor a grey hair out of place on his head. Ethan caught the servant's gaze nodded to his man, and took the blood-red carpeted steps, two at a time, Pocklington following. At the landing, Ethan turned right and strode down the long gallery. The estate now belonged to his half-brother. Alex had only acquired the house and accompanying title a few years before, when Alex's father, their mother's second husband, and the Earl of Selborne died. Ethan knew Alex had found precious little time to think of improvements and redecoration. Still, Ethan would have made removing the dour portraits from the dark, wood-panelled walls a priority. He knew their names and titles, and he'd passed them often enough that he was familiar with each ancestor's variation on a reproving glower. Stopping at the bedchamber he always occupied when visiting the park, Ethan grasped the handle of the mahogany door and stepped inside. His eyes flicked to the walnut bedside cupboard and the full decanter of brandy squatting on top. Parklington shut the door behind him. Would you care for a brandy, my lord? Before Ethan had time to answer, the valet had crossed to the table, unstopped the decanter and begun pouring the amber liquid into one of the crystal glasses beside it. Thank you, Pocket. It was a rare occasion when Ethan drank more than one glass of brandy or a few sips of wine. A man who lived on instinct and quick thinking. He'd been saved more than once by using his wits when other men were too inebriated to do so. But after the events of this evening, Ethan needed a drink. Maybe two. He shrugged off his coat, savoring the warmth of the fire roaring in the hearth slipping the knot of his cravat loose and unfastening the buttons of his collar and waistcoat. He noted that not only had the fire been stoked, but the heavy gold drapes of the bed had been neatly tied back. The bedclothes remade without so much as a crease. Pocket handed him the brandy, tisking quietly as he bent to retrieve the discarded garments from the plush gold and burgundy Turkish carpet. Ethan settled into a Chippendale armchair while Pocket shook imaginary wrinkles from his tailcoat. On nights like this, Ethan appreciated the luxury of a valet. Seventy if a day, Pocket had more energy than most men in their prime. Ethan smiled when the valet pulled open the marquetry decorated doors of the walnut wardrobe. The garments Ethan had left strewn about the floor this morning were now spotless and impeccably arranged inside, tucked neatly into Holland covers. I trust your afternoon went well, my lord.
Ethan took another swallow of his brandy and was surprised to find it the last. Not as well as I'd hoped, Pocket. Irritation flashed through him as he thought of the girl again. Who? Pocket immediately retrieved the empty glass and poured him another. The man had eyes in the back of his head. With a nod, Ethan accepted the glass, and Pocket returned to the open wardrobe. I hope there was no trouble, my lord. Hmm. Ethan took another sip of the liquor, gilded by the light of the fire. It depends how you define trouble. And how do you define it, brother? Ethan turned to see his half-brother, Alex, the Earl of Selborne, standing in the doorway, broad shoulders blocking the light from the corridor outside. Ethan arched an eyebrow. The same way as any other man, I suppose. Alex's grey eyes narrowed. Pocket made a small sound of disapproval.